What's going on, everybody? It's episode 322, another week with the On Deck TV podcast. We are back. We have a special guest in the building, uh, Mr. Ryan Haslam. You'll find out a lot about him. Check all the shows on the network out on realvillemedia.com. Yes, sir, realvillemedia.com. All the shows on the network are going to consist of full sport press podcast. We got Jay Hove. We got Big Jeff. We got Howie Weezy. We got FSP Cameraman. This recent week, they were going over the NCAA upcoming season. Good luck with getting excited about that since there's no Zion. Uh, much congratulations to you fellas for covering that. Also, brand new Fresh for Dummies podcast. Is Rock Aware back? Jay Hove and Animal Brown let you know what they think about that. Make sure you go to realvillemedia.com. Also, make sure you go to patreon.com. That's the sponsor for this week's episode. Check out all the new content that we're dropping on Patreon for you people. And the YouTube page. Go to YouTube backslash on deck TV. Check out everything that we're doing on that with all the shows across the network. Again, realvillemedia.com. The contact us page is where you can drop us information about you and what you got going on. Remember, we're looking for interns and we'll be looking at our emails for them. For now, 322 dropping. Everybody back another week. What's going on, Luke? What it do? What the business is? Another week in the books. It's the On Deck TV podcast. What's up, sir? Uh, what's going on? I cannot complain. How are you? Uh, I cannot complain hmm. either. Animal Brown can, as you guys can hear, he is not with us again. Yeah. Uh, he's getting surgery on his hairline. <laughs> I pray for that man. We hope he gets out of that alive, man. So much, much, much respect out there. He's coming back like Samuel Jackson from. Um, <laughs> Unbreakable. That's how he rocking out here. No real spit though. Y'all send the shouts out to AB man. Keep him in your prayers and your good wishes. We hope he get back and be here for the next episode. He had to go down to Nashville and handle some personal stuff. Uh, but we here. We gonna knock it out. We got a special guest in the building. What's up, sir? How are you? What's happening? Introduce on? yourself. Ryan Haslam with uh, A3C Festival and Conference, among other things. But um, that's, you know. We'll get into that later. Fresh off the press. So. Yeah, we appreciate that. We appreciate you stopping through, Ryan. Ryan is going to jump in with the quick hits with us as we usually do. But before we get to that, to make sure what you have up this weekend, sir. Uh, this weekend, it was uh, slow motion for me this weekend. I was just doing a lot of other work. Um, I'm upset I missed the best homecoming in the world. Shout out to Tennessee State University. Um, I know it went down, but I'll be there next year. So how about yourself? Uh, I was slow motion enjoying the fall weather. It's finally gotten here to us. Got to cut the AC off for a brief moment in the crib. <laughs> uh, but I was low-key chilling. Got to watch my boys kick your boys out asses yeah. thoroughly yeah. so shout out to cowboy nation out there and all my people rocking with the nfl is getting good yeah. now and nba will be back this week too the eagles look terrible last yeah, night y'all look real bad <laughs> look trash somebody needs to be fired y'all up out of there <laughs> but um that was pretty much what i had up this weekend man you know i stay slow motion i seen a new show on hbo starting called the watchman Yes, yes. Kind of interesting. Regina King. That. Yeah. yeah I heard, I hear, I'm hearing great things about it. I'm definitely going to check it also out. Also hearing great things. Yeah. I finally got into a succession. What do you think? It's fantastic, Fine. fantastic show. <laughs> but see, now here's my thing. I went from succession to, and people going to hate me for this because they're going to sound like I'm knocking our black shit, but I went from succession to Godfather of Harlem. And it's 
just okay. Because yeah. I've been hearing a lot of good. You heard about Godfather nah, Harlem? I heard yeah, you. I like but, it. Um, yeah. It's not Whitaker. bad, yeah. but it's just it's like, good. yeah, it's not It's like they, it, the pace is off. Like shit I mean, it's, going it's in the beginning, quick. though. Still in the I'm three episodes in. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm caught it's up. It's going too quick. Like, I hate movies where they'll do something and then they'll tell you what they did. Like, roast a movie. I just seen it. You ain't got to tell me, oh, I killed some. Okay, bro, we just seen it. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about <laughs> hip hop this week, man. So we'll get right into it. Let's start with Mac- Karen Myers. Yeah. Karen Myers is Mac Miller's mother, and she is taken to social media by storm. She's using her platform to let the fans know not to support the late rapper's up-and-coming, unauthorized documentary. Neither should they. I know you're laughing at how I said that. (laughs) But the writer of the upcoming project was not released in this statement. Is it a good or bad move for Mac Miller's mom to go out and start the protest to get this stopped? I mean, I think it's a good move. When anytime you don't have the uh, well wishes of the estate, and um, you put out something unauthorized, and the family has a conflict with it, then it's a problem. So I don't feel like I feel like this is in her best interest and her family's best interest, especially when it comes to privacy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with her on this all the way. You are completely. with her, yeah, okay? Completely. So I have to disagree here, and here's mm. why. Not just because I'm on the other side of you and this is a debate show, uh, but more so because people are going to tell Mac Miller's story regardless, right? So there should be some source, and they're reaching out to his friends, they're reaching out to people that knew him, people that work with him, and they're trying to get the information from him because the guy obviously is going to do the story anyway. So you want accurate information coming to the guy telling the story so you can at least hope that he would portray him in the best light not portray him in a sense of a drug addict or he died from this overdose and was chasing this high but also have the good side and the bad side of obviously he's going to cover which which is why his mother is trying to stop this so i don't i don't think it's a great idea for her to try to stand in front of this and, and and do away with it more so cooperating with him and being able to put out at least good things in this document, I don't think it'll be the last one. I don't know if it's a documentary or a story. It's a biography. Mac Miller is very, yeah, I mean, the biography is going to be a book, whatever. Maybe, no, it's right? going to be a book. Oh, it's going to be a book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, if I were his mother, I would rather my side of the story be in that book, too. Mm-hmm. Right? You guys, what do you think? I kind of agree with Marcus a bit. Like, I kind of feel like the family always has, um, you know, whatever. They have they have input, and I think mm-hmm. you have to respect and at least hear out the input from the family. True, yeah. I mean, for sure. And, and, and it's not even like it's like a like a second cousin or something. It's like his mother. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like, and then also it's a lot. It's it's, it's a touchy you know um, situation with you know people that have been kind of put out in the last couple of weeks and months that they you know things that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, things that you know they kind of had maybe had something to do with the murder. Right. Mm. So it's kind of touchy, you know. Like it's not like he, you know, died of possible like yeah, you know natural was causes. Overdose, right? Yeah. So you just want to be respectful and yeah, you know, I mean, conscious of that, right? And I just think any time. I mean, I think this is her. This is her right. 
Because it's her it's, right to yeah. say, yeah. you know. So I don't think it's foul at all. Um, we don't know who the writer is. She went. She did not release that. But she has the every. It's, it's within her right to say no. This is not something we approve. Absolutely. You know? um, and if it's if she feels any inkling that it might be something negative, I don't blame her for doing it at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it blame. And you're absolutely right. It's within her rights, but it's also within his rights as a someone who documents things like this to be able to take stories that impacted him and yeah. put them out there. I do think that he did a do yeah, justice. Ethical principle as a writer, too. Exactly. And I think that he addressed that by reaching out. Like, he could. Like, you don't have to have anybody's permission to write a biography. No, you don't. You know what no. I'm saying? Like, you can just go unauthorized and just spew bullshit if you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, based on the First yeah. Amendment, yeah. right? So yeah. he did at least try to go put it ride, on the table the right and be like, hey, right some bad stuff is going to be in here. And I would hope that his presentation would be like, these things are going to be addressed, and I would love for you guys, like I said earlier, to address the good stuff. Uh-huh. So we do I have both sides. I don't know if it came off that way. Yeah. I'm just speaking off how it said. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know he reached out to her. I didn't see that in the story. Yeah, he did reach out. He, oh, okay. he reached out, and that was the whole thing. And he was reaching out to his friends and his other family as well. And she was telling them okay. not to respond and telling his fans not to support. Like on the episode of Succession. Right. The whole thing. The, <laughs> yeah, the whole exactly. Succession yeah. plot line, basically. Yeah, yeah so, that's yeah. funny. So, basically, yeah, that, that's in the air. We don't know if it's going to happen or not, if she's going to be successful in that. But uh, much, like I said, condolences to Mac Miller. And the guys who sold him the uh, drugs that he overdosed mm. on have been arrested. Yep. Uh, because mm. they were synthetic. It was laced with fentanyl. Fentanyl, as we know, is wow. way more potent than heroin, and it caused him to overdose. So Damn, those man. guys have been locked R.I.P. Mac Miller. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, so just recently, hot off the press, is Charlemagne the God, who is pumping up his brand new YouTube page. I think it's See the God and let YouTube or whatever. You're welcome for the free promotion. Mm. But he had Gucci Man on there. Gucci Man would not or does not go on the Breakfast Club anymore, and it came a little about a little bit out in the interview as to why. Uh, he called Angela Yee a bitch, called <laughs> Envy a bitch-ass nigga, said he yeah. would smack him. Now, so disrespectful. <laughs> my question to you guys is this. Gucci, for a long time, has been accredited being a clone. When he got out of jail, he yeah. was docile, not doing a lot of the beef that we've known Gucci for. Now, based off this statement, do you guys think we got... Boogeyman Gucci back in the fold. Who wants it? <laughs> well, I don't think that person ever left Gucci. I mean, okay. uh, he just lost weight. He's playing a role. And, yeah, he just lost weight. He was in jail. He's been most, mostly respectful. But I feel like, I, for whatever reason, but it, this dates back to 2016. So I, I'm, I don't understand uh, why it's coming up now. Right. Uh, With the interview? or. Yeah, the, the reason he's upset when he was at when he looked at Angela Yee, the meme, the famous meme. That's, that's what the, this came from. Well, that started it, and then they did a, a People's Court on the Breakfast Club with Angela Yee and um, DJ Envy, and uh-huh. they brought it up again. Right, and uh, Angela Yee was saying her side of the story. Um, without and, Gucci present, and in the beginning, do you remember what happened? What Gucci said? Tell the fans. Something about uh, Angela uh, she was text trying him. To get with him yeah, or yeah, yeah. Right? Pretty yeah, much saying he that he insinuated that Angela Yee came on right, to him. Right, right. Yeah. I remember that. That was like night. 2012. Right. Yeah. And then she said, "What?" Yeah. She tried to act surprised. Yeah. And looked at her. Gave but it, the mean. Yeah. And it got and deeper. The yeah. The people's court because they brought up Yo Gotti's. They insinuated, <laughs> they insinuated Yo Gotti slept uh, with his wife. Yeah. Wait, that slept what with happened? Gucci Man's wife. That's what they were saying on the people's court. Well, I mean, that's so that's why Gucci internet rumor though. Yeah, I'm just she saying, messed, but uh, she messed with him. It's in the song, like it's. That's what they said. Yeah, okay. but I'm saying, but I guess Gucci was saying that this is, you know, two things, and uh, my wife was involved. He brought up his wife because he said in the Charlemagne interview, he said, uh, "I tried to address it with uh, DJ Envy, 
Um, <laughs> just like he tried to address the people who were talking about his wife. Uh, we talked, he was referencing Jesus and Mero. Uh, that's so he was like, I tried to address it, um, but he don't want to see me. Wow. Yeah. See, that's some bitch ass nigga shit. Now, I ain't calling Envy a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> but we but, don't know that to be. I mean, come on. We don't know that nah, to be. Nah, you said on the People's Court he said that about your guy. Like, no. On the People's even Court. play like that about my wife. At they were just point, replaying the interview that your guy did. Okay. But yeah, I'm trying to be funny, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. And that's my wife, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just like you were mad at Deezus and Mero for something just as minute. Right. Don't come at me like, ah, oh, well, With the you same, know, I can do this. Yeah, yeah have the same energy when <laughs> yeah. I come up and I'm like, what's up, bro? <laughs> And I think that Envy, like, he did respond to what uh, Gucci said, and he was like, he took to Instagram, and he was like, well, I ain't no bitch-ass nigga. I ain't never ran from nobody. All the stuff that he usually go through was about being from Queens and a DJ. Congratulations, Envy. I just think that he likes to have both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you tackle it, too, since I read it. Go ahead. He likes to have both sides of it? Well, play both <laughs> sides of the fence, whatever it may be. And, and I'll get to it after I let uh, Ryan speak on it as well. Yeah, I mean, the part that basically, like, kind of envies can kind of dish it and can't. Yeah, can't take it. Like, I ain't, like, storming out of interview. The, I, he said that Gucci was not banned from Breakfast Club. Yeah, they both said he it, and he's not banned. Angela but said the same thing. The thing is, Angela Yee claims that she's not comfortable with him doing it. And then he says, oh, well, if my co-host is not comfortable, then I don't want to go and say I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I he's banned. I mean, it just ain't the word band that they use. Yeah, right? I mean, I could imagine, like, you know, that the uh, the conversation they had, again, I don't remember when that was, like 2012, right. 13. It was just a very uncomfortable energy the whole interview. It yeah, it was. With him and Angela Yee. So <laughs> I would, I mean, it's not surprising. Like, it, it, I, I, I don't blame any of them for not wanting it. to kind of do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was this, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like Birdman going up there again. Yeah, yeah, know, like, yeah, I agree with that. But it is messy on all fronts. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, to be completely honest, and, and the messiest front I believe is from Charlemagne, though. Like you go to work with these people here, they like, damn. I mean, Charlemagne don't give a fuck. He I don't. Mean, yeah, he don't. Yeah. It's good content, but I mean, like, he tried to help NBA out a little bit. He, he tried to say it wasn't like that. Uh, Charlemagne, yeah, in my opinion, kind of has like a like a a Joker's past. Mm, you know, yeah. he can. Basically, say anything. Yeah, yeah. He can't get and away nobody with that, really. No, it's just Charlemagne. Yeah, like yeah. even you know, even Birdman, like you know, he kind of got at Charlemagne, but at the end of the day, like he realizes that's Charlemagne's yeah. role, like in in the culture. So it's, that's a fact. You know, yeah, Charlemagne's yeah. to stir it up right yeah. there. Gucci yeah. was a uh, too. Dis I mean, that was way beyond. Call an Angela Yee a bitch is way too disrespectful, man. Right. I mean, no, no, no. He went way too far. Was, was he went way too far. That was too you, much. You were here when we were talking about Envy, and y'all said that same thing, though. Like, when, when people start talking about your significant other, and this is the person that you signed up to take care of, like, there, you, you can't say what energy I'm going to respond to you with. Right, um, like if I come can, on. if Envy can storm out of an interview, I can say I'm upset. I can, my wife, I can call I can you say a bitch, I'm upset right? with a woman without calling her a bitch. You can, but y'all yeah. disrespecting my wife. Nah, I can no, also no, call you a bitch. It's no excuse for that. <laughs> you know there's no excuse for that. No there's excuse for that. Words. And so then he tried to, words. and then he made it worse because he called her the the, the girl. <laughs> the, oh of, yeah, like I was just like, come on, man, how old are you? It's not 1955. He heard that was very fucked. Yeah, he seems like he heard about this, but I mean, I'm like, like I say. If they once they they open Pandora's box when they start talking about this, my wife, like, 
<laughs> I mean, it was a very entertaining interview. No, it was entertaining. It was, it was a classic 100%. Breakfast Club interview. It was. And, and this is one with, with Charlemagne. It's really good, too. I'm, yeah, not, gonna I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's I entertaining. Last 10 minutes. <laughs> right. I mean, it's right. working for Charlemagne. Hey, yeah, 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 exactly. So, before we move on, and this really is kind of hip-hop, but kind of not, with Charlemagne developing out his platform on... Uh, see the God on the YouTube, do you think that there's trouble in paradise? For him to even stir up stuff like this with no. his co-host, you don't think that there's trouble in paradise as far as the Breakfast Club? Or you think, no, I think he already, it's just him doing his thing? Yeah, you don't think that he thing. aspires to be bigger than that? He does, there? But, but that doesn't mean it's trouble, though. Gotcha. So how long do you think he's sitting there? I mean, I don't know what the contract is, but I don't think he just, he's just trying to leave just because right of that. He just, you know. I couldn't Im- imagine couldn't Im- him leaving because it's, it's, it's such of like a legendary show at this point. Yeah. And it's, it's a culture still, setting. Yeah, it's still like um, the number one show to That's my understanding. So yeah. I don't – anything he does outside of Breakfast Club, it doesn't seem like it's a it's – a, Conflict. It won't be big. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast club. It's not, yeah, right. and, and it won't be a conflict because you yeah. still got. I mean, yeah. even like you know, he got certain looks outside of Breakfast Club. Like I think, I, in my really personal idiots. opinion, like the biggest thing he's probably did was go to Kanye's estate and interview Kanye. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was probably yeah, one of yeah, the bigger yeah. looks. And that's so much different than the you books know. and brilliant idiots too. Like I think the yeah. books put him on a bigger yeah. level than that show God. almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's big, big. And now, he is milking know? his damn mental <laughs> mental <laughs> health shit. Jesus health Christ. <laughs> we <Yeah>. get it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I, suffers I, from I, depression. I, I we get it. That nigga love anxiety, boy. That's anxiety. Like, bro, relax. Growing up in Monk's Corner of South Carolina, I had so much anxiety. I would too if I grew up in that motherfucking Man, place. Said. <laughs> Moving on, that was M Extra giving Monk's Corner that smoke. I'm All sorry, Monk's yeah. Corner fans <laughs> out there. Yeah, All right, man, Whack 100. He back at it again every now. And, well, not even every now and then. Seems like a lot lately. We've been talking about Whack and his uh, thoughts on pop culture, hip hop to be exact. Whack came out and said that Nipsey Hussle recently passed. R.I.P. It's not a real nigga. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly what? Uh, the statements. Yeah, these. Yeah, he, these Statements are alleged. Yeah. People have died behind this already. But these are alleged statements. Um, but Wack came out and he said that Nipsey Hussle wasn't a real nigga. If he was, he could have prevented his own death by not letting um, Shitty Mac, what's the nigga name? Shitty, Shitty Cuz. Yeah. Go to the car and get the strap and handling it as he seen fit before that happened. My question to you. At this point in time, well, excuse me, my question to you is, Going through the whole statement of what Wax said by saying that Shitty Cuz was the real street nigga, Nipsey could have prevented his death. What did you find the most egregious to be? <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing the whole, like, is just, fucking just egregious. Pick apart. Pick yeah, it apart. I mean, I mean, just pick it apart. Speaking on Nipsey in general in that manner, uh, when you talk negatively about someone who was revered by so many people, who was such a positive individual, and you talk negatively and they're deceased, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's no. It's no point of it. Like, what is the point? Mm. Like, why would you even fix your mouth to, to utter these words? Um, that doesn't make you more of a real nigga. Doesn't. Who are you to say what somebody is? He tried. You don't know what Nipsey told told to do. You know, mm-hmm. if he tried to handle it peacefully, or what? You just oh, he's a bitch because he didn't do this. What kind? This is the dumbest. Uh, this is so egregious. I don't even know. All right, I agree. I, 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 why I got to stop this, man? He's just becoming a laughing stock, and it, and this is no laughing matter. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, when people have passed on, you just got to – any negative comments, man, just, you know, hold it to yourself amongst, you know, close people. But definitely don't put it out 
you know, in any form of any media. I just right. think it's it, like, you know, it's, there's no point of, of, of doing that. Right. There's no point of it. Now, to be fair, this was the audio has not been leaked. No, this is, okay. uh, it, it was on one of those shade room. I, can't, I have to get a lady credit that yeah. posted it, but she did say that. Uh, she wouldn't release the audio due to the blowback that may happen in, in L.A. and yeah. the violence that may come with it. So she did say that she was avoiding uh, yeah. it probably will hit the streets one day. But well, it is according to uproar everywhere, yeah. all over the Internet. People have heard it allegedly. Yeah. I say this. Uh, I think Wack knows exactly what he is doing when he does stuff like this. And when he stirs up the internets and he says Nipsey Hussle's this or he talks about Takashi, he knows at this point in time being in the game, the game's his manager, and also being in the rap game, like they've been milking controversy, I would say, for at least the last three or four years with Blueface, the, the, the thing with his mom, all of that. WAC 100 knows what happens when you put this out in the internets and in the yeah, response. But he didn't put it out, though. Well, I mean, he knows what even saying this is. He knows what talking to someone and then it getting leaked and then me having to address it because what it does. he knows yeah. what it does. And even though he didn't put it out, he has responded on his IG. Yeah, he responded. He has responded to what it says. So I say all of that to say, if anybody's playing fake gangster here, it's him. Yeah, of course. And, and the reason being because he knows nothing is really going to happen to him for coming out and saying this. Like Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle homeboys who very much well may be real gangsters and would pull up on Wack and, and do him a favor for saying this, they can't do that because you Wack. You're in the, the spotlight. So yeah. if I take to Instagram and I'm responding to shit like I'm leaving a trail and – he been in the game long enough as far as the game banging to know this shit. Mm. So he the one that's being the studio gangster right here as far as doing this shit. And I think he does it for clicks. In the next couple of days, you'll probably have a Blueface song. And that's his artist. Game album is coming out. It's his last album. Game been in the news here recently for the whole lawsuit that he has going on. Whack, I feel like, is a calculated individual we've seen from most of the stuff that he's did in hip hop. And this is another one of those things right. where he's insinuating one thing, but he's actually shining a light on himself as not being quote unquote real yeah. as he says. Well, yeah, I, uh, I think well, you give him a little bit too much credit. I don't think this was calculated on his part. Uh, I know he, he's. I can say he's messy. I wouldn't say he's calculated <laughs> uh, by any means. Um, not when it comes to some, so much of a disrespectful comment. That's what now he's calculated about certain things when it comes to marketing, but being disrespectful to talk about Nipsey, I don't think that would play into my marketing ploy. Um, so I don't, I, w I wouldn't give him that. I just, uh, he's, an, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and certain things you just shouldn't touch. Um, and he, he should know better. He's grown. Like it's, it's no, you have, you have gray in your beard. It's no reason for someone else to tell you what you shouldn't do. Well, the reason uh, that I say calculated is if, if you're whack, you play out the consequences for this, right? Right, like any, and I was, I would assume any grown man is gonna play out the consequences if you do so. I, don't, I think that he knows. Like the, the worst thing that could happen to me is motherfuckers to come back and cuss me out on the internet and say, "Are oh, you being disrespectful to Nipsey?" Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna die behind this. Like he's he he comes from real consequences regardless of what he's doing now. He he does have a back. A past of being about that gangster life So I feel like if he's faced things To where his life was on the line before This ain't that serious to him yeah. I don't care about how y'all feel about Nipsey Hussle yeah. That's what Wax said All I care about is these clicks well, I get And I've proven that from yeah. Game, Blueface, and even myself Yeah, but I don't think this particular portion Was calculated at all I mean, Especially I when do. it comes from a secret recording And somebody leaking it I don't think, you know, I don't You're saying mm -hmm. that he knew 
that it was Did it going get out? to get yeah, out. Yeah, like this yeah. ain't no ain't no secret recording. Like, bro, it's 2019, fam. Like you're you're whack. Like assume that that shit is being recorded. Right. Like well, you're you're not with the exception of it being maybe one of his homeboys who may have been looking for a check and that surprising him, then I would give them that benefit of the doubt. But if it wasn't that, if it was just yeah. you talking to somebody, they're recording it. And they're going to leak it. And this yeah. is going to come out. And you're going to have to address it. And I think that he played all of those facts out in his head and was like, what's the worst that's going to happen to me? <laughs> I would be curious to hear the audio. No way. I would, yeah, be curious I would be curious to hear yeah. the audio just to see how the conversation went and how it was framed and you can kind of get an idea if it was if it was kind of a natural conversation yeah opposed to yeah. like a thing somebody putting on and, and here's for why, clout and here's yeah. why i say this too i'm not pulling this out of thin air because you're laughing you remember the mike tyson situation yeah these niggas fake the whole fight no, i get that fake get but this is, that, that's different what? though it's the same thing no. as far as marketing. Yeah, but I wouldn't fake like, it. I'm going to fake a fight with Mike Tyson that I went on his podcast, and he disrespected Tupac. No, I disrespected Tupac. One of the, even more, just in the same vein as Nipsey Hussle, and then Mike Tyson got mad and he hit me. No, but it's Bro, it, they, but, they floated that story. No, no, I get that. But this is too fresh of a wound. This is too close of right now. Like, it's no way that he said, let's put this out and see what happens. There's no way. I'm not, it's no way. I, I don't it's think no he's even whacking Because there's problems happening right now because of this. Yeah. So, for you saying that he's, he's not going to get touched. removed from that, though. No, no. I don't. He I don't, in the streets. Yeah. Like, I don't, like. But that's what I'm saying. He wasn't knowingly doing this, knowing the consequences of all these problems. From consequences from, from other people, people that he knows. I don't think so. You know, just from L.A.? Yeah, just period. Yeah. It's been like it's documented things have happened already because that's of That's true. So I don't, like, why, if he did, that was selfish. And again, that would make him more of an I idiot. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you're talking the right language. That's Now I think that's what he is. And he just, why would I care? Yeah. That's so. crazy. I mean, and uh, and the credit goes to Gossip of the City. Uh, Gossip of the City, yeah. Who, who obtained the audio. Shout out to him. Or who, him, whoever, whatever. All right, moving on. Lastly, before we get to this music break, announce everybody's favorite right now. Yay, Kanye West. <laughs> Yay. Uh, October 25th was supposed to get, what is it called? Jesus is King? That's correct. Jesus yes. is Lord. Jesus is King. Fantastic. All right, so... Your thought process in this release day, will we finally get it this time, and what do you think the genre will be mostly gospel like we've been leaning to? Give me your thoughts on this upcoming Yay album. Since uh, we haven't talked about it enough. I think, right. I mean, it's, it's, y'all re- I hope you guys are ready for gospel Yay. This is what <laughs> this is, and I, I think it is finally coming out. Um, and I, I just wish it would hurry up and come out and uh, people can stop talking about it. You tired of Kanye West? Hmm? You tired of Kanye West? I'm tired West? of the story. Gotcha. Um, uh, I don't. I think Kanye will make good music, and I'm. And again, this is documented that I'm. I like gospel music, but I don't know if I'm trying to hear gospel music from Kanye West. <laughs> so uh, I'm not really looking forward to this album. Um, I'm looking forward to see if it's strictly gospel, and and you know, if it has any secular music at all, any mm-hmm. rap at all. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing if that's the case. But if it's strictly just gospel, yay! I mean, I'm not like yay. Let's get excited. No right. pun intended. Right, right. But right. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I'm not like super excited to hear gospel music, Kanye West. Just I, I wasn't excited for Sunday service. Some of it's jamming, but I'm not going to be just like, oh yeah, let me put this and ride around to this the whole time. I think the earlier um, Sunday service was really good. Yeah. Um, then I feel like it just started. I just got tired of it. Yeah, it was doing too much. Yeah, but the first, like That's the first, does. like the the Coachella one. That was the last one I enjoyed. And then the, the people performance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That was the last one. That was back in April, May. 
um, April, I think. So, yeah, and then I think he did two more before that. That was super cool. Um, I think, in my opinion, it, it definitely kind of shifted. Um, it became more and more gospel opposed to, like, the first two or three. Mm-hmm. He was doing, you know, he was doing a lot of different stuff. He was doing a lot of... Um, you know, redos over a lot of soul records yeah, yeah. and R and B stuff, and it was it was really dope. Um, I do think it's going to be all gospel, gospel. because he, if you look at some early interviews from him, he said it over and over, you know, uh, over and over again. His second single was a song about Jesus. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be all gospel. Honestly, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know if it's about to come out. I don't think that we'll get it on the 25th. I do think that oh. it pushed back again for some odd Kanye West reason. <laughs> this time he tweeted it. Get... He tweeted it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Last time, you know, Ooh, when he wow. tweets it, when he tweets it, it usually happens. That just means yeah, it's going down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, no, nah, I mean, as far as it being secular or not, well, excuse me, yes, I do think that that will happen. I just don't think that the release date is going to be the 25th. He's going to milk this story until uh, everyone is tired no way, of it. There's no way you can milk this Until more. everyone is tired of it. I don't <laughs> think that it ain't, he ain't gay y'all enough yet. We need to go through Halloween, Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas, tease it for New Year's Day, and then finally give a Kanye West album to you. I think that that's what he's going to do. He wants to maximize he makes the event around his album big, as I've stated here before, and he's probably the best ever in the history of hip-hop at it. Uh, I would say from post-Yeezus on, uh, just the, the marketing and the lead-up to what he done on his albums, he's figured that out, and I think that he will continue to stay in this lane and in his pocket and milk it for as much as he can. Uh, because, sell, I mean, sell slow right now. And who is he competing with? Like, uh, to be completely honest... Like, I don't think that there's anybody in the foreseeable future coming out in the fourth quarter or the first quarter that would take away from what he's doing, uh, depending upon what Aubrey got going on. Yeah. It depends uh, on what, what Drake, Cole, or Kendrick have going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if Kendrick drops something secret, like, out of the blue, then, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, he can make a tidal wave happen, and I think that he's still conjuring up everything, conjuring up everything to, to make that tidal wave happen. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's coming out. I don't think you can milk this any more than you milked it. Milk the same just got, didn't he just like make? He just got kicked out of Jamaica or some shit, right? I don't know. Did about y'all that. see that? Did I didn't know he got kicked like, out. I, I knew he did something in Kingston last Sunday. I, I think know he, he did got, it. Well, I may, I may be wrong. Maybe I read that headline in my dreams that he got kicked out. But no, I kicked out he, of a country. Uh, the Jamaica, yeah, the whole country. Why did he banned? Of course, you act like Jamaica's China. It ain't that big. I guess in the no, I'm saying, but why would he get kicked out of Jamaica? That's what I'm uh, saying. I, I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I read it in passing. It may have been one of those fake headlines. I know that I know they said that they there. they were gonna pray over the area that he was performing. That's what it was. They were a it little. Was a they were a little. Un, they yeah. were unsure about um, his. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, they blocked him from selling merch in Jamaica. But also, they were kind of weary on how authentic that he was being about uh, the whole Jesus about, and the Christian yeah. thing. So he was like, "I'm they were a little worried about pray that. about that." Yeah, like, okay, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So <laughs> they must not have felt it once he did it. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Listen, yeah, like, let's get these demons up out of here. Right, they, they, they didn't like it. Out. Yeah, they uh-huh. didn't like it. So. <laughs> 
Uh, no <laughs> the one. The prices really... of this merch is hilarious. What's, give me well, some prices. He has a, a crew neck jumper with the Jamaican flag for two hundred dollars. Stop <laughs> it! Stop <laughs> it! Of course, the Jamaican people. Like, we're not letting you sell this shit over here. Rob a t-shirt with a Jamaican seal for fifty. Let me see. Just a regular t-shirt. Jesus. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Kanye. Crazy. Yeah, uh, but look, that's it for Kanye the quick hits. Dollar out here. <laughs> <laughs> he teaching Creflo how to get down. Exactly. Uh, MX, what we got for music breaks? Yes, uh, music break of the uh, first music break of the week is a new artist by the name of Wynn. Um, she's a female artist featuring Jid, J I D. It's called Ego Check. Of course, it's featuring Are back. That was newcomer from Portland. Her name is Wynn, featuring that boy JID from East Atlanta. Hmm. Uh, it's called Ego Check. What you guys think about that one? The payola from Dreamville continues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Are man. you going to... This nigga been playing Dreamville shit, bro, for the, That's, well before nah. the Dreamville <laughs> album was We can see the cap when you see the end of the year uh, playlist. You can well see how many times before. I played Dreamville. Like three. <laughs> I don't believe that. You would rather I play I Webby, huh? Yes. <laughs> A million percent. If there is yeah. new Webby. Bro, what do you think of the song, if man? there is new Webby, then let's play it. Yeah, when? Uh, from Portland, white chick. Did yeah. not know that before you yeah. told me. So you liked it before you found out she was white. Before I... <laughs> Joke. We have white fans. And I love I'm just them. joking. Uh, no, it was a good song. Yeah, it's a dope song. I she like got it. her claim to fame. People thought that she was Eminem's daughter. Um, that was one, not her claim to fame, but that happened. People did think that was. People she didn't was, know her yeah. before then. Yeah, yeah. Claim to fame. Uh, no, it was cool. I like it. Jid did his thing on there. Oh, he ripped it. Yeah, I, I, I do like it. Um, and she can rap. She heard on. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Jid being on win win song. Yeah. Is that cheaping him any? No, why? Not why would all. it? Not to you. Why would it? Well, I mean, coming off the the success of the Dreamville album, I think that he kind of took a step up. So, because he can't be on people that you don't know songs, can't be on win songs. Uh, not just people <laughs> that I don't know. Just, just win specifically. I'm just talking not about right now. You just said you like the song. Right now, I'm just talking about win. Yeah, and if I'm J Cole, I'm kind of making a call after this. I'm like, hey, bro, who is? What's how you pronounce? A it? lot of people actually know her, so you just don't. Cool. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> now, uh, so Ryan, how you doing, brother? Good, good, good. We're happy to have you in here. A3C, fresh fresh ended, right? Yep, talk a little was, bit about that. Uh, ended on the 13th. Freshly so, ended, yeah, however. Yeah. His the grammar police is in the building, so I got to watch myself. <laughs> um, so introduce yourself to the, to the crowd, the on-deckers out there, man. Tell them what you do and, you know. So I'm Ryan Haslam for the for A3C. I've been the conference director for the last five years. This is my fifth A3C that I've produced and programmed. And so yeah. you go over the whole shebang. 
for the conference portion, sure. I, I, not the music portion. Um, but the conference, I booked this year. I booked just Blaze. Is that right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, yeah. just I've booked just quite a few times. Nice. I've this year I booked like just under four hundred speakers. I think we were about maybe three hundred eighty-five speakers this year. Swag. What's the difference in the approach when you are booking for music and when you're booking for someone to come sit on the conference? Like, how is it? So, um, we have about 600 artists that perform at A3C each year, Mm -hmm. but the way it's set up, because, you know, I always get, like, a thousand people hitting me saying, yo, I got this artist, I want to get them at a showcase. So, we don't actually book the showcases. Those, that's done by third-party curators. Mm. So, let's say... You know, you guys wanted to come and do a showcase. We have the On Deck TV showcase. Yep. We would find artists that fit our It brand. would be On Deck showcase at A3C. Right. right. And yes. Soon come. Soon come. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it that, works. That's literally how it works. So, like, it would be impossible for us to book, you know, 600 rappers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I guess what I'm... That's a great point. <laughs> If if let's say you reach out to someone who's proficient in both fields, like a Ti, right? Because yep. Ti was there, right? Yeah, Ti spoke this year. Ti spoke. Yeah, he didn't perform. That's what I was asking. So, is it easier to get him to come and say, "Hey, I'll take this check for being on the panel," as opposed to him coming and doing a set for music? It just depends. Like some artists in the past have done both. Like uh, De La Soul spoke and performed the same year. Um, Master P did, you know, it's it just, it just really like, it kind of depends. Like sometimes it can be like, you know, I might, well, not my, I, I, I will write a, a list of maybe like fifty to a hundred people, mm-hmm. um, that I will want to see at the conference, and then you know, let's say ten of them are artists, right? Then once it's narrowed down and narrowed down, and narrowed down, and then we say, okay. Pusha T. Pusha T is somebody that would be interesting to hear speak and also perform. Right. Right. So it just depends on that. Or it could be the flip side where the music portion of A3C says, hey, we just booked, you know, Birdman, right. for example. And I'd be like, oh, shit, that'd be a dope keynote. You know? Thanks. So it just, like, depends. Like, that, you know, we just go back and forth. They say, um... Ryan, we're thinking about these people and to perform, to be headliners. And then I'm like, you know, I'm a little biased and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I like this person because I know that they'd be a good person to actually speak. So so an Atlanta story, we'll start back in 2005. This this is how it happens in Atlanta. I'll come across great opportunities like this. Mm -hmm. Right. So tell me. You you work with Brian Barber, right? Mm-hmm. And that was in Bow Wow's Let Me Hold Your Video. Mm-hmm. How did you come across Brian and have the opportunity to work in that video and also tell me what you did? That's a really funny story. So that, cool. um, he was actually at A3C this year. I, I, I always hook him up, you know, whenever he uh-huh. wants to do something, if I can help him. So he, um, I met, so my homeboys at Grady High School when I left Westlake, I went to Grady. They were signed to Warner Music Group, in back in two thousand four. Do we know them? Um, they were yeah. Friend? It was a group called Supreme. You might or might not heard okay. of them. They were Supreme. like, a, they were like, um, if you go back like oh four to oh seven, 
Um, they were like creative loafins, okay. favorite new artists type things, like very underground, but you know, really influential, like in like the whole kind of hipster movements, okay. early Atlanta mm-hmm. shit, you know. Um, <clears throat> so they were signed to Warner Brothers Records, and they had um, a photo shoot at this studio in out in Smyrna. And the studio owner was, like, looking at me and, like, yo, you look cooler than the artist, <laughs> right? Because, yeah, you know, my cousin Mark and Marcus, you remember how we used to dress with the Lacoste and the fatigue shorts and the Pumas and all this shit? So he was like, yo, you look cool. So um, he was like, what do you do? Are you... Uh, artist, I was like, nah, I wasn't anything. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> just, so, get my, just get my drip on. I wasn't us. anything. Um, but I, because, so my sister was an inspiring stylist at that time. So I told him I was a stylist. Mm. I just said first, I was a stylist. First thing that came out of your mouth. Huh? I'm a stylist. <laughs> Quick on your feet. Yeah. Because he liked the way I dressed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said I was a stylist. Yeah. This will work. Yeah. Right. So... He was like, oh, man, yo, my brother um, is a director, and he's looking to work with some new talent in Atlanta, and he got two new videos that he's coming to Atlanta to shoot in three weeks. And he was like, I'm going to connect you with my brother. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Bet. Come to find out his brother's Brian Barber. And he coming off of... Uh, uh, Idlewild? He coming off of Idlewild, yeah. Love Below. Yeah. Like he coming off Outcast, yeah, big like big he, Brian Barber. Days. He was at oh. this point it was Hype Williams, Brian Barber, and yeah. Chris Robinson. Yeah, like those are the three biggest directors yep. in music, you know. So me and my sister, I was like, all right, Kristen, we got you know we got meet with Brian Barber, and she was like, the fuck, like, what are you talking about? I was like, yo, we got meet him at this hotel, at this time, at this day. Get your get your stylist book. We, we go. You know, this let me let me let me handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there. So he looking at my sister's work. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, uh, he. So he's like, so what you gonna do? You still in school? <laughs> yes, you did. Both yeah, of y'all he, was still in school. No, my right? sister is four years older than me. Okay, gotcha. So she was, she was out, out of school. school. She gotcha. was like maybe twenty or something like that. So. Um, yeah, so we, um, I made it work, and he, the first video he gave us was Let Me Hold You, and we did the wardrobe for that, and that was a Bow Wow No Marianne, the Let Me Hold You. Mm. What Bow Wow have on the Burberry? Is that what he had on? I think he had on a bandana. Yeah, he had on a bandana. I know know we had, like, some, like, LRG in there, like, all the brands that were popping at the time, um... And then we styled all like the the extras, which was about probably like 40, 40 girls, probably like ten dudes. He ain't put his head in the braids, did you? No, okay. we didn't do cool. any of that stuff. Gotcha. gotcha. So gotcha. So we we did that video, and you know, that was the most money I've ever gotten paid in my life because <laughs> I was seventeen. <laughs> So, give us a range. We don't want to be in your pockets, but just give us a range. Yeah, of what I, I tell you, they gave us a thousand dollars, and this was this was a thousand dollars. They we were kids. Okay, so they gave us a thousand dollars. I went out and bought a BlackBerry. Nigga, <laughs> 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 I was you nothing. Nah, man, I was seventeen. <laughs> 
I pocketed five hundred dollars. Like, let me ask you something. And probably for <laughs> our listeners out there, this will help. You say she had to present her looks as a stylist. What does that look like? Like so people uh, that want are aspiring to be in that field. Like, what does a look book look like? Well, back then it was a physical book. Now, it's like now I'm sure you pull out an iPad. Yeah, yeah. And you just right. got books that you've created on. There? Yeah, like from um, she had editorials back then. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she was like 21 at the time, so she had been styling for a few years. So she had done some work. Um, yeah. So she had she had some work to show. Gotcha. You know now. How many videos did you do? We did two. Gotcha. It was, it was the Bawan Omarion video, and then a few days later, he did a video for his artist. And I don't know how I remember this, but his name was Harley. It was for a label Brian Barber had started at that time. Um, yeah, he was starting a label, and that was like his franchise artist. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then that led to you doing more work in the movie field. You were... So what happened with that... Um, my sister knew the casting company who who did um the movie ATL and it was sweet sweet tea casting mm-hmm. i think i think yeah i'm almost positive sweet sweet tea casting and she sent my picture in blindly to the casting director she didn't know it was a movie or anything yeah come she just was like it's a movie called ATL. She and my brother from ATL. You no, go. She, she didn't even know that. It wasn't. No, it wasn't it a in. name or anything. She sent it in, and it was like, "Hey, if you have anything, my brother, he just graduated high school. Here he is, like whatever." And he came back and was just like, "Hey, it's this movie called Jelly Beans, mm-hmm. which is ATL, mm-hmm. but the original name for it was Jelly Beans." Yep. And then. Um, he was like, hey, he could work to be at the stand-in for the main character. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to audition or anything. Because like, you just, look like T.I. I was much <laughs> skinnier. <laughs> I was way skinnier. And I, I looked enough like T.I. <laughs> quick quick glance, you can pull it off. Yeah. It definitely ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I can see that 100%. So yeah. you, so you uh, after all this, you stayed in the fashion lane for a couple of Years, right? Yeah, after after that, um, so I was on ATL every day that T.I. was there. So I made, you know, that, that was my first job out of high school. I made some good money. I took that, and I moved to New York from there. I met the the one of the marketing directors for LRG okay. on the set of ATL, and I told him the same thing. I just told Brian Barber's brother that I was a stylist. And but then I had more to sell. I was just gonna say you had more to sell. At any point in time, <laughs> did you think about going to school for being a stylist or anything? You like fuck that. I'm in now. Nope. Ain't no need. I, I, just, I, I was school. Just, I, I just <laughs> kept telling the same story and it kept, yeah, it kept yeah, working. Just keep yeah. working. Like, <laughs> we'll keep it going. Like, yeah. So I was like, I was like, nah. Now I'm a real stylist. I done did two Brian Barber videos. Right. I got the, I got the looks now. Yeah. So I told the marketing director I was just like I'm. I'm a popping stylist in Atlanta. A, <laughs> I just did Bow Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I just did Bow Wow. Y'all late, y'all late up yeah, here. I'm the king of stylists. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how did New York treat you? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I, I was there from 05 to 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a long oh, wow. time. Yeah. yeah, nine years. Talk mm-hmm. about the difference between that scene and the Atlanta scene. Because the Atlanta scene obviously treats you well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so in New York, I was um, I worked in in streetwear mm-hmm. and you know just the apparel industry, 
And in Atlanta, I've only worked in music. So um, I can speak on the music scene in New York um, compared to here. When I first got there, it was still very popping. The New York music scene was still very popping. From I would say from 2005 Whoa. to maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, once ASAP and them got popping, they left and just moved all over the world. But after them, it was really nothing. It was just like a desert. It was quiet. Yeah. It was a desert. I mean, they still got... You know, offices is still like some labels, uh, publishers, and mm. stuff like that. But as far as like music, it's no, ain't no music in New York. Mm. Not coming out of it. Mm. Hmm. That's yeah, everything was coming out of here. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. New York. I mean, it's it's Atlanta and um and and um L.A. Mm. Gotcha. So I was working at LRG. That was my school. Basically, mm-hmm. that, was that, was, a, that was you going, not going yeah. to college. Guys. LRG University. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> is, that, is that what you got into marketing and learn about marketing? Yep. And, and they taught you the ones and twos. That. So talk yep. about the switch. Um, what from apparel from to apparel to marketing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was I started off as an intern. I was an intern for a year and then they hired me to be the marketing assistant for the East Coast in 2006. And then I was the assistant for two years. Then I became the director, and that was really like it was working for a clothing brand, but it was also it was being in the music industry mm. because it, back then, if you worked at a brand like a LRG or a Sean John or Rockaware, you were in the music industry. Yeah, you were just dealing with clothes because you were like if you looked the time the time I was there, we shot. DJ Drama, Swiss Beats, we shot Kanye, we shot, you know, everybody you can think of in music at that time. Mm-hmm. We shot Drake. When you say shot, what do you mean? Like For campaigns. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they were in our ads. Put together the so, looks, the ads. Yeah, so we had to be in the mix of the people that right before they popped. Mm-hmm. And then we would do legacy acts. So we would do, if it was legacy, it would be a De La Soul or... Somebody like that. And if it was new, we were, it was Wale, it was Drake. And obviously, these are big names now, but in 2008, yeah, 2007, fresh on the scene. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember I met Drake in 2007. Yeah. You know? Interesting. So when you met him in 2007, like anything stand out from when you did meet those people back then and any stories that stick with you? When you see them now, you're like, that motherfucker. Nah, they were real, like, (laughs) It was like they knew, they knew. I met, it was him and Oliver, um, who's, you know, over October's on, like, the the, the clothing part. Mm-hmm. And he, they they knew what was about to happen. Like, I, I feel they, like they knew they what knew they had. The yeah, yeah, they knew what they, because that was right when, um, what was that mix, um, what was the mixtape? The one where he was, like, he was in, like, yeah, the, the leaves. Wait, as far as, yeah, um. So far gone. So no, no. Oh, the, one the right first one. You talking about the one right before so far gone? Uh, no. Nah, so it was so far. So far gone was the one where he rapped on like the Kanye beat and all that. Yeah. Shit, and then Trey Songs was all over it. Success, right? Yeah. That it. that I think that was so far gone. So that had just came out. So he was. 
Oh, if he would, yeah. I mean, that right. that best you ever had was already out. Gotcha. Okay, so okay. he was in his. I thought you were talking right. about comeback season. No, 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 no. You're talking about so far gone. Yeah, so far gone. <clears throat> so like, so far gone had just came out. So he, they was already kind of in the bag. You know what I mean? Like they knew what was coming. What's your favorite part about creating a campaign? Like the whole marketing. Like, what's your favorite when you know this part coming up? You're like, yes. I would say, um, I was, I was really. At that time, I was really close with the co-founder, Jonas, mm-hmm. and the uh, the design team. So when they would come, they would do these design trips like all over the world. They they were based in Orange County, and but they would come to New York. Then they would go to Paris. They would go to Japan. They would just literally oh, just like place. fuck up the world. And they would just get drunk everywhere, eat the best food, buy the <laughs> best clothes, and then they'd go back to the room and design. Yeah. And that that was the guy who was uh who was Ben Baller good friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was cool to see like hang out with them in New York and like see them, you know, in the creative process all the way f- from that point to when like the samples came to the showroom and then, you know, it shipped out to stores. And then a little before that, you know, we are like shooting the campaigns. So yeah. just from the design portion all the way to like it's out. That Sweet. was that was pretty cool. Okay. Nice. What's your least favorite part? Of working just being back the, then? The marketing campaigns and like there was always stressful for you. Was it working with the artists? Was it just what was the always part that you wish you could have got somebody else to do? To do, excuse me. I mean, when I was at LRG, it was like I was like an assistant mm-hmm. and I went to a marketing director, but it was the East Coast marketing director. The West Coast still were in charge of the East Coast for marketing. Like those were like the, the VP and right. brand managers. So I didn't really have the stress of a lot of stuff. I was more of like the facilitator, gotcha. you know? And that brings you full circle, full circle to you, where you are now. So, how did that help you when you were coming up? How does that help you in your position where you are now? Man, to be honest, it was so much stuff that happened in between LRG and now. Mm-hmm. I can't really say it was it, it was full circle from LRG to now. Well, just full circle from the beginning to now. Just everything you learn, not just LRG, just everything. I, okay, I think mm-hmm. LRG taught me how to just deal with people, mm-hmm. like different types of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just being in New York and um, working at a really popping clothing company, mm-hmm. I um, it taught me how to tell people. It, it taught me how to tell people no nicely, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, For real, yeah, yeah. like who don't want free clothes from a nice popping clothing company yeah, right. yeah but like a lot of people didn't understand like this is actually my job and this is other people's job mm-hmm. and our job sure. is not to just give everybody free clothes yeah. it's, it's your job to make sure these clothes are the right people though. yeah because no one will have jobs if mm-hmm. we were just giving clothes out to everybody you know <laughs> yeah. um but yeah now there's definitely a lot that happened in between that was kind of transition into me being in music Gotcha. But yeah, that was LRG was for sure the foundation yeah. for sure. So coming off the success of A three C, what do you see for where you are now and for your future? 
before you get there, mm. one second. Young Guru, you work with him, right? Yep. Six Degrees of Separation. That is the reason. His interview with Combat Jack is the reason that we started this podcast. It was the first podcast that I ever heard was an interview with Young Guru and Combat Jack. And he was talking about how he worked with Jay-Z and all these different things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what did you think about working with Guru? That was really interesting. And, and Combat Jack was one of like a really close friend of mine, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he was a really close friend He showed friend us a lot of love. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. a really nice guy, man. Uh, yeah. Like, super genuine. Yeah, one of the best podcasts. in peace, man. One of the best pioneers of pioneers, for sure, for sure. But uh, Guru was on his. Guru was definitely on um, there very early as far as the Combat Jack show. He was going through uh, recording sessions with Jay and just telling a lot of dope ass stories, and that's what got us into podcasting and made us start the show. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, what was your relationship like with him? And it was really cool cool stories. Yeah, it was. Um, so actually, his manager um, is actually in Atlanta right now. I was with him on Saturday, and he. Oh, so um, we get that oop for the interview then. Yeah, <laughs> not Guru's manager. Yeah, yeah, Guru's manager is here right now. Yeah. His, his his brother lives out here. Need that. Um, but yeah, so what happened was me, I, I, my roommate at the time in New York, he had a booking agency um, called One Twenty Two. And they repped Lupe Fiasco, um, Young Guru, and Neil Armstrong. So the cyclist? Wait, what? No, no, no Neil Armstrong, <laughs> the, 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 the DJ, the DJ. Oh, oh. That Neil Armstrong. Was, was <laughs> nah, it's a DJ named Neil Armstrong. It's Filipino. You better than me because I'm thinking about Buzz Armstrong, the astronaut. I'm like, astronaut? What the <laughs> fuck? Nah, it was an astronaut called Neil Armstrong. Nah, yeah. okay. It, it right. was, I mean, he landed on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Buzz. Lightyear? I'm getting my story, my toy story. And my real story is mixed up. And it was an astronaut named Buzz Armstrong. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, thank damn. The man who landed on the moon, Neil Armstrong. Damn, he represented an astronaut? Uh, Had to be some fly shit. Go ahead. That's funny. So so he made the the transition from a booking agency to a management agency. And then I, um, I I helped with that transition. Cause I was, I had all the experience with like working with brands and, right. and marketing and stuff like that. So um, it was cool working with Guru in the beginning, from where Guru was just known as a engineer. music engineer to make it like you know him going around talking, you know, to literally every university about sound. That's crazy, right? Yeah, he was known to be like an introvert, and then he just started. It, yeah, like because people didn't really. They they didn't know what he actually sounded like, but he's actually somebody who talks a lot. Yeah. He talks a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he's just like a, a wealth of information if you know, if, if you are kind of like on the nerd side of music. I can imagine. He is he's like a human encyclopedia. Yeah. That's a fact. Like yeah. he nobody knows that sound more than yeah. that is a fact. Yeah. yeah. So now go ahead. My bad. Oh, I forgot. Forgot the question, man. After no, just like after, <laughs> after, um, after so, the whole year, uh, coming off the success of A three C, what do you what are your hopes to accomplish in the future? What are your, some of your goals, or mm-hmm. how's everything now? So, um, we're we're actually going to start back with A three C the top of November. Damn, mm-hmm. it's a year long process like that. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we are available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nah, it, it, it's definitely, it takes a long time. Probably, you know, just a whiteboard and ideas is for two months. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, eight months of bookings. Right. And and then um production the last two months. Yeah. yeah. Y'all did y'all change venue. Did you like that this year as far as the downtown mm-hmm. venue? That was a dope setup. I like Yeah, it. I think it was better because um it's just more space. Um yeah, it's just it's just, just more space, man. It, we outgrew louder milk. It made it more like yeah. a convention, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. It made mm-hmm. it more like convention-y, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it was pretty and cool. F- and for the audience who the, who uh, aren't familiar with A3C uh, Festival and Conference, they have it every year down here in Atlanta, and it connects music, tech, film, and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, whenever you get a chance, come down and check us out. Before we get to this next music break, man, anything that you want to leave us with, touch on, or that we forgot? No, nah, if, if I if I if I think of something, <laughs> like, nah, come back. Yeah. Yeah. You covered all bases. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, make sure. What's our next music break? All right, sir? our next music break is a rapper from Atlanta by the name of Grip. Of course. This uh record is called He Is Dot 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 I Am. Check it out. Always there when I'm under pressure. Very similar to the one that sat atop my uncle's dresser. His was chrome, so it glistened. You dressed in all black, so your cover never get blown on the mission. Stealth purposes. The first time I touched your trigger, that shit triggered nervousness. Growing up in my hood, you were the cause of so many funeral services. Another thug killed the mix of drug deal. It only led to more blood spill. See, I understand your mechanics, so I never take for granted how you managed to do damage. Randomly landed in the hands of a few loose cannons. Back when I was watching Goof Troops and eating Fruit Loops, you sprayed at your target but destroyed. Ricochet this drunk a kid that used to shoot hoops And as a kid myself that was hard to digest Like will I die next? Casualties of war I guess Sorry I digress <laughs> You protected me from the corner in the early mornings At mom and pop's corner spots Niggas thought shit was sweet till I let off the morning shots Had a gold chain and wore a watch That bit ain't even tell the time no more But it was shining though I kept you in my line and Underneath my seat when I was driving or under pillows on them nights I found a diner sliding Cause shit I figured You never know if that bitch got a nigga Or an ex that got the extra key from when he stayed with her And we are back That is Grip uh, Rapper here from Atlanta That song was called He Is Dot 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 I Am That was a phenomenal record in my opinion What did you think? I like that I like the beat switch up He was rapping from the perspective of a gun I guess That's what it was Right not this particular song. You talking about the other? What song you talking about? We just listened to it. The Swiss Beats. Hey, well, the whole thing is, uh, yeah, the whole thing is about it. The whole album, pretty much, is kind oh, of. Oh, the whole album is yeah, yeah, about yeah. being a gun. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't realize that. I didn't see the whole album. Yeah. I, I I didn't get an Atlanta sound from it, which I think is that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, a lot of people try to mimic the Atlanta sound. It's, I mean, he's from here, and he kind of going away from it, and he's being creative with it. I like that. Yeah. I mean, he was his own. Yeah. I, I, I don't like people who like intentionally try to fall into the sound. You can tell he's clearly his own person. His own thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's intentional or unintentional, but uh, he definitely can spit for sure. Definitely got a new Atlanta sound with him, J.I.D., and Earth Gang. Mm-hmm. Kicking the doors now. Yeah. Question of the week. Your man's Ludacris is going to be an artist in resident at nearby Georgia State University. My question to you guys. If you could learn something from any MC rapper in the game right now, and they were to teach you a college course, who would it be? Um, I mean, my easy the layup answer for me would be Jay Z. Okay. <clears throat> Another one would be um, Bun B. Mm. Bun B uh, teaches a course right now, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Killer Mike would be one as also nice for me. <clears throat> I would say Jay Z. Um, 
I'm sorry. I was I would say I would say Jay Z, um, Coach K. I like it. I like Coach K. And uh, probably Killer Mike. Mm. I would go with David Banner. Banner. I need to say David Banner. <laughs> One million percent. Kind of look like him with his beard going. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me my beard looks good. David Banner, uh, Rick Ross. Wow. Yeah, Rick Ross. I, I like I like Rick Ross how he moves financially. And uh, um, hmm, Jay Z. I would go with the cliche answer with you guys, Jay Z. So David Banner, Rick Ross, Ross. I would have never guessed. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't guess. <laughs> I, I like Ross. Ross is uh, if he can't teach you anything, he teach you how to be dramatic. I, I feel like <laughs> they can teach you how to tell a motherfucking right. story, boy. He, like, he tells them well. One million <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah, I feel like he got a lot to bring. That, that, <laughs> he tells them well. Uh, I started the Hurricanes book, man. He he does tell stories where I feel like you, yeah. you can learn a lot from it, man. That's so right, man. that's the question of the week. So. Uh, what you got up for this weekend? Uh, new releases. Uh, new releases? That's yeah. what you got up this weekend? No, we didn't get new releases. Part your part. Uh, I thought since you had the whole show, we was going to skip that part. <laughs> no. we <laughs> uh, so we talk about what came out last week first. We had uh, Gucci Man come out. Um, we had uh, Cash Doll come out. Waptober. Did you listen to that Cash Doll? Uh, some of it. What you think? She's not for me. Mm. Not for me. She's not for me. That's not very me. rare. That she's she a... Um, I, 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 she's a webby. She's just okay. It's a female webby. No, she's not that bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that bad. Webby does her I, I don't like webby at all, as you know. Obviously, Damn. Obviously you haven't heard Savage Life. Yeah, I heard. I heard Charlotte McGang, Angela Yee. <laughs> you have not I knew heard. He can't read when I heard him rap. <laughs> you can rap. <laughs> can't read. What a good rest uh, of the So cast off is okay. She's not for me at all. Uh, and somebody, she need to. Let me not say don't this. do it. Right. Don't, uh, don't do it. You plan on easy. My boy Gerald came out with Scary Nights. The album is fire. I, I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only eight songs, but Shannon Sharp. That. Cool. You what? Shannon Sharp. That. Uh, Skip. You hate on Gerald. Skip. <laughs> you hate on Gerald. Skip. <laughs> so that's what came out last. Uh, I feel like it was something else that came out last week. Uh, but um, off the top of my head, this week uh, we have. Black Moon, One for the Moon, and we also have... I'm sorry, who? Kanye West supposed to come out. Jesus is King. This one's supposed to be Saturday or Friday? Friday, Friday right? Friday, yeah. They gonna let, let everybody down you, again. You, you <laughs> anticipating that? No, nah, I'm good. Oh, you know what? I can't, I can't believe I missed it. Actually, that Black Moon came out on the 18th. That's why it's coming up. Uh, that Smoke Dizza and that Benny the Butcher came out, too. Uh, that is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I've been, I've been yeah I like that. Benny a lot. So Benny's my favorite out of Griselda, and uh, Smoke Dizza. Um, he's he's decent, but the album is is fire. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And shout out for uh, shout out to Melly with her project. She's not a rapper, but uh, she makes a dope R and B ish rap music. Yeah, Melly's dope. Same yeah, thing as uh, Saint John. Is that what she does? Kind, yeah, kind of. So but Saint John actually raps though. Melly doesn't rap. He does. Gotcha. She's to a Tory Lanez artist, right? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Tory Lanez got artist. Yeah, you remember him and me got into it over her. Damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he like swooped her from me. Yeah, she's yeah, real talented. She left the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So shout out to her. Interesting. Well, on deck, because we definitely appreciate y'all. 
Ryan, we appreciate you coming, dropping knowledge on us, giving some game about A3C. Uh, as always, man, we appreciate you joining Realville. We want you to check out everything that's going on on the network. That includes Patreon. That includes all the rest of the podcast. That also includes the rap chat on Facebook. And that includes all the social media associated with the show. You look like you want to say something. Yeah, Ryan, tell people where they can find you on social media. Gotcha. Ryan underscore has that's R Y A N underscore H A S. Yes, sir. And we didn't do that at the beginning of the show for myself. So I am M X T R A three on all things social media. No one cares. <laughs> and we are out. More I than you. Spike <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out. All right.